This is Living Forever, Not an Option, a podcast brought to you by Care Dimensions, a provider of hospice, palliative care, and support services in Massachusetts. Your hosts are Lynn Skarmis and Mary Crow. My name is Mary Crow, Director of Professional and Community Education at Care Dimensions, and I am so excited to um, to welcome our guest today, Francine Temkin. And I'll tell you, our cable our show today is about uh, November is actually National Hospice and Palliative Care Month, and today we are focusing in on the caregiver. And Francine has uh, is a, is a caregiver, and she's going to talk about her caregiving experience with us today. And Francine, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you. I'll tell you, it's just I I always say, and I feel this from the heart. It's just so to me, it's so generous of people when they're willing to share their story in this way because it helps so many. Mary, it's my pleasure. It's just a way to give back, and I just feel when I talk about my parents, they're still with me. So it's a wonderful thing. So thank you. Thanks, Francine. Well, tell us, please jump right in because I, again, I I know this just this this goes by like five minutes, and I and I I could talk to you for hours about this. So please tell me about your caregiving. Tell tell the audience about your caregiving experience. Sure. First of all, I'm very very lucky. I had wonderful parents, and they had a very long life. I had to move them from their home to an independent living, and then I had to move dad into a long-term care facility. And I always promised them I would never, ever move them into a long-term care facility. But at that point, dad could not walk any longer and he had to go into long-term care. The long-term care facility I chose was absolutely wonderful, wonderful. After, at that point, I was like, my mom can't live alone. She needs to live with us. And my husband right away said, oh, your mom's coming to live with us. So that was amazing in itself. The support system I have between my children, my brother, my husband were, it is absolutely wonderful. Dad now is a long-term care facility and he goes on hospice care. And hospice care, that means he's going to die. And that was a very scary um, revelation. It was like, this cannot happen. And the hospice nurse, as well as long-term care nurses, like, no, no, this is not going to happen. We are going to take care of him so that he can have a nice quality of life. And that's just what they did. Dad was very happy. Um, the facility was wonderful. They had activities. People were coming around. So that negative fact of going to a long-term care facility was not negative. It was an absolute positive, positive experience. My husband and I both will say, if we ever had to go in a long-term care facility, it's okay because of the support that we received. Oh, and so at that time when dad was in a long-term care facility, some of my family members were not happy that I was putting dad into long-term care with hospice. And I explained to them, nope, hospice is going to help. He's still gonna be on medication. We have a lot of support system. Certain family members would not um, listen to what I had to say. I was very fortunate that the social worker from hospice had a meeting with the individuals that were not in agreement with us and explained why they were going into hospice and what was going to happen. So it took it off my plate where you had professionals explaining hospice care and not like all medication comes off and at the end of it, um, it was wonderful. It was absolutely wonderful. I also needed support 
and my children need support because again, it's pretty scary when you hear somebody's going on to hospice. The social worker that I had from hospice care was absolutely phenomenal, phenomenal. She was just absolutely wonderful, would explain things to me. She says, you may feel guilt later, do not worry about that, that's a normal situation. She was just wonderful, absolutely wonderful. Roughly six months later, now dad's in hospice care, mom was living with us. I was able to bring care into the house, which was wonderful. One day mom is living with us and she could not walk. She could not get up off a chair. We had to take her by ambulance to the hospital. And the doctor said, you've got three weeks and mom is going to pass. I was like, this can't happen. I was hysterical. I was able to call my hospice nurse from the hospital. And I said, Deb, mom is dying. She's like, what? I go, mom is dying. She goes, what are you talking about? So she had to stop the car and I explained. And she said, you let them know that we're gonna take care of you. You do not have to deal with hospice. Everything is taken care of. I will take care of everything for you. The next day, mom was also on hospice care. And I had, and my nurse and my social worker made sure that I had the same team. They were not going to change. It was, it was amazing because it's like, I cannot lose both of them. Um, they were absolutely wonderful. So now mom is put into, and again, we are very lucky and very blessed, the same long-term care facility as dad is. Um, we did not put them in the same room on purpose. Um, and they could have gone into the same room. But mom worries about everybody, and she would have worried about dad. And so even the nurses at the facility said, no, at this point, we're going to keep them separate. They saw each other all day long. And then when they could feel mom would get agitated a little bit because she was more concerned about dad, they would move mom and have it be with other groups of people, which was a wonderful, wonderful thing. So it was just it was it, the support system I had was incredible from both sides, from both sides. Mom and dad are just wonderful, wonderful people. Everybody loves mom and dad. So when it came to their anniversary, hospice said, oh, well, we should have an anniversary party for them. And hospice brought in music and cake and food and we invited family and friends into the facility. Mom and dad were thrilled. We all were thrilled. We still have pictures up all over the house of us having an anniversary party for mom and dad. Then my nephew got married and mom and dad couldn't attend the wedding. So they worked with my nephew to have a wedding through hospice in the long-term care facility. They had a miniature wedding my nephew i cannot thank hospice in the facility for everything they've done for us incredible Inc absolutely incredible 
Yeah, you know, it's you, thank, well, thank you so much. I, I'll tell you, you know, you, you hear the story and I, I just so many things come to mind because, you know, a lot of times people have these myths and misconceptions, Francine. And, and, and you talked about it initially when you said, oh, no, hospice, oh, that can't be, they're going to die. And, and really, again, it's so important and you've lived this that you understand that, you know, the focus when people are on hospice is not about dying. It's actually about living and about living fully for whatever time they have left. So that's a misconception. Oftentimes think, people think you're coming on hospice and you merely have days or hours to live, but that's not true either. People can be on hospice for quite an extended period of time. And again, it's all about quality of life during that. You also mentioned too about how the support for you and, and I love that about hospice is that it's support for the individual, but even more too, it's support for the loved ones around them. And uh, again, it's something that people don't necessarily know. Another point, again, you, saw, you talked about so many things and I think it's important to highlight these things for the audience here that is listening to you today. Because again, a lot of times people really don't understand hospice at all. You also mentioned about going into a facility uh, you know, hospice, sometimes people think hospice is a place. Um, you know, it certainly, there are inpatient hospice facilities. We have two of those, uh, the Kaplan Family Hospice House in Danvers and the Care Dimensions Hospice House on the Lincoln Waltham line. But it really, hospice is a philosophy of care and it can be provided anywhere that person calls home. And sometimes people aren't aware that if they're in a long-term care facility, like you were speaking of, that they can also have hospice there too. To me, and, it, and it, they're not doing the same thing. Hospice brings an expertise in uh, around end-of-life care. And what it does is it actually complements the care that is already being provided in the facility. To me, it's a marriage made in heaven, right? Because again, you're getting that extra support too. And it sounds like that's what you realize through this process. Oh, absolutely. And something else that you just triggered on. So when mom was passing away, dad passed away, and I was too afraid to be with dad because I thought it was going to be scary. Um, so I wasn't with dad when he passed, which I, to this day, feel bad because I saw how beautiful it was to be with mom when she passed. And that was because of hospice the hospice nurse and social worker and the long-term care nurse, because they said they, they had a feeling when mom was gonna pass. I said, is it scary? She said, it's not gonna be scary because the fact that she's on hospice, we wanna make her comfortable. So she says, it's not going to be scary. So I stayed at the long-term care facility for two nights. The last night um, I, get, I got into bed with her like four o'clock in the morning and I'm talking to mom and I just said, and it was, I tell you, it was beautiful because I said to mom, I'm lying in bed with her. And I said, mom, we're going to have a snowstorm. It's going to be 18 inches of snow. Um, you're going to be able to be with your family. Aren't you lucky? You'll see your sister and your brother. And I mentioned different relatives. And I said, and mom, you have to help me make brisket. How am I going to make brisket? And the next thing you knew, she fell right to sleep in my hand was on my heart, on her heart. And every time I touch my heart now, I know she's with me. Yeah, I went there and I was probably with her not even five minutes in bed. I go outside, I go, mom died. It was so beautiful. 
I am so happy. It was so beautiful. And again, that is because of you guys. Yeah. Well, thank you, Francine. And thank you for sharing that beautiful story. And I want to ask you too, because it matters. It matters so much to the loved ones, how that person's death goes. And again, how did, and how it affects your bereavement. Right. So did, it kind of sounds like that mattered greatly in terms of, you know, the grief that you've experienced after she died. Yeah, it absolutely. It's like, again, there, I believe they're still with me. Of course, I still talk to them yeah. and all that. And again, I had wonderful, you know, parents and wonderful family and all that. But the support system telling me it's going to be okay. And then I slept there. It was like, it was, how do you tell somebody that she, they died and it was beautiful? It was beautiful. It was beautiful. There was no pain. She went to sleep and I know she's happy. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? She's with dad. The two of them are together. Yeah. It's wonderful. It's wonderful. Yeah. And and I do want to just to emphasize your point too, because sometimes people look at death as that it's only about, you know, deeps and it is, and there is sadness and there is suffering around that and all, but uh, it's a time also of great, uh, great growth and healing as well. And that's exactly what you seem to be describing, Francine. Well, it's because of the care that, again, that mom and because of the love of the family, and again, we're such a loving family, yeah. and the care that I received in long-term care facility, and the support system I had from hospice care, I volunteer now oh. at that long-term care facility and for you because I need to give back because you were so wonderful. Oh, isn't that great? I'll tell you. And and it's wonderful when and that that keeps on giving in that way. You know, I wanted to say too, um, you know, you you were talking about um again, just just being in the facility, all of that. So you know, it, it's so hard for family members sometimes because you know, we make promises uh and sometimes, but you know, the reality now is that we do need it takes a village to take care of our loved ones, right? It, it's not something we can do alone. And I think Definitely. one of the kindest and most loving things you can do is we can't always keep them at home but what we can do is we can make sure that they're in the place where they're getting really good care and that doesn't as a caregiver your caregiving role didn't stop as you saw it was very much ongoing uh and but you just called in the called in the troops if you will uh, to help them exactly i actually retired because i needed to take care of my parents do you know i mean even though they were in the long um, term care facility and also knowing thank god that i was having two twin grandchildren so wow. between both it was like okay i think it's time to retire so that i can take care of mom and dad and thank god we we're able to do that right right well the other piece you talked about was the educational component because you can see how families are in different places around this so you talked about you know you had come to terms in a different way and you had other family that didn't have a good understanding of hospice and what they were going to offer and how they could be a benefit and then so the team was able to come in and sit and meet with them to further educate them on that so that they could actually have some peace of mind as well so the educational component is very critical too it is having the support of the Care Dimensions team explain to the relatives, therefore, it's not coming from me, it's coming from them. So it's not something Franny said, it's like, no, yeah. they're talking. And that took it off my plate, which I thought was really important. Yeah, absolutely. 
So what was it talk? I want you to talk more about um, the, the experience too for both of your parents in terms of the support that they received from hospice care. Mom and dad loved the support that they received because they had visitors. And I never told, so when dad was on in the long-term care facility and he was on hospice, I never called it hospice because I thought that would be a negative connotation to dad. So I said, Care Dimensions is coming in. And I said, you get to see this person and that person. You can have a massage, you can have music. He's like, great. I said, dad, you're going to have a veteran come in and talk to you about World War II. Well, he thought he was like having a great time um, because I, again, I didn't word it as hospice. It was like, um, you're going to have more people come in to see you. So dad was thrilled about that. Absolutely thrilled. And then when mom was in the facility, it was the same thing. And again, they had musicians come in um, from Berkeley who were absolutely fabulous. Um, they even gave mom and dad a massage. It was like, we never had a massage before. Um, and again, they had volunteers come in um, and visit with them. So yes. they were very happy. Um, mom used to sit there. This was even after dad passed away. And I'm not sure mom, sometimes I think mom knew dad passed away and other times did that pass away? Because mom had dementia. So it was like, maybe, maybe not, you know, that kind of thing. But I remember visiting mom um, in, in, in her in room, and they have a great room that they visit in. And mom would look at me and go, Freeney, look where I am. I am so lucky. Look how lucky I am. And I would say, mom, no, no, we're lucky. She goes, no, Freeney, look at this. I am so lucky. Yeah. Well, how can you complain about that? <laughs> I, oh, how wonderful, how wonderful. And again, yeah. you know, there's that different component because what I want people to understand too is because sometimes people think hospice is just for people who have cancer, but it's not. It's for, it can be for any any disease really. And if a person, again, is if terminal in nature and it's expected that they may not live beyond a six-month period of time, although people can live beyond that and continue to be on hospice. So it can you can see with your mom having a form of dementia, all of that, uh, and there was extra dementia support around that too, because um, you know again we we have a dementia support program. So it was nice that you got to really um, you know access those types of services as well. Tell me some of the other benefits that were that you felt like what from your experience as a caregiver. What were the things that resonated the most for you and what helped you best having hospice involvement? I think I was very fortunate. Number one, again, I keep telling you that my parents are wonderful. They never questioned anything I did. I was their support system. So if I said, here they, as, as they got older, this is what we should do. They were like, okay, hon, if that's what you think we should do. So I was very, very lucky about that. And again, when I questioned what to do, I could call the social worker and the nurse and I would just call them and they would answer me all the time, all the time. There was one time, um, yes, that was it. So they, yes, so they would just answer me all the time. So this, I could just pick up that phone and that was a big deal. That was yep. really a big deal. Sure. Yeah. 
Well, I think that accessibility, because again, you know, one of the benefits of hospice care is that, uh, you know, people think that it's 24-hour care, like round-the-clock living. It's not that. It's intermittent care, but you have 24-7 access to it. So if you are in, you know, if people, and like I said, it can be anywhere the person calls home, you happen to utilize it in a, in a facility, but it can be in a home or a, um, it could be in a hospital setting. It can be in a long-term care, assisted living. Living, anywhere the person calls home, they can receive that care uh, and, and they have access. So at two in the morning, if people are feeling emotional or physical or spiritual distress, you can reach somebody. I, it might not be that person on the team, you were getting them through the day hours, but, but you, you will be able to access and there's somebody, a cl clinical staff that will go out to see that person. So I'd like people to understand that too, Francine, because sometimes people aren't aware. And it's, and like I said, a lot of support for the caregiver. And so talk more about that too, some other types of, of support that you felt as the caregiver having your parents on hospice. Um, it's interesting to say that because I've had friends that have been on hospice and they were not in a long-term care facility and they didn't have all of that support that I had. And I think having the benefit of, again, being in that long-term care facility with hospice was a match made in heaven because I just think it just gave me anything I questioned, they were always there for, you know, there for me. Yeah. So it sounds like, again, you had it, you kind of had the structured environment at, with them in the facility. And like I said, that added complement and benefit of having hospice in as well. So it sounded like, again, it was just a, a very good, good fit for all of you. It, it was. And then even when dad was passing and mom was passing, the social worker sat with me and the family in that long, you know, in that facility and it would have been at home just waiting. Yeah. So it was like, I wasn't alone yeah. ever kind of thing. Um, and that they just sat. I mean, she was, she saw that we were okay, but the social worker was just sitting there just to make sure that we were, we were all okay. And that was, um, that was wonderful. That was wonderful. Yeah. You can't minimize the kind of support. This is such a, such a trying time for people. This is so, so such an impact. I mean, uh, that parental relationship, losing anyone, you know, but certainly again, uh, you know, it's a, it's a profound loss to lose a parent uh, and, you, and you're losing two in a very short period of time. Um, you know, what, what was that like for you? Because losing one parent alone is so significant. You've lost two in a very short period of time. That's really funny that you say that because it was really quite interesting. So dad is in a facility and now mom has to go into the facility and they gave mom three weeks to live. And in my, what we all thought that if dad, cause dad was ready, he, he could not walk anymore. And he was, you know, he used to drive places and things like that. So he did not like being in a nursing home in with care dimensions or anything. He wanted enough is enough. So we always said, if, mom dies first dad's going to go immediately mm -hmm. but if dad dies first mom may not because she'll have to still take care of all of us mm. so it was um now mom and dad are now in the facility i'm at the gym and it happens to be that the rabbi is at the gym and i'm like okay so mom they just gave me three weeks they could die together <gasps> mom and dad could die together could they, so I said to the rabbi, 
could they be buried together because then they're going to be holding hands? And I said, could that work? And the rabbi said, they can't be buried together. I'm like, they can't? Do you know what I mean? And she's like, they can't. And I was like, because at first it was like, they would want that. They would want that. So when dad passed, of course it was hard, but he was so ready. And then when mom passed, I will never forget being at the cemetery and she's being buried. And we were happy because now mom and dad are together. Mm. I mean, so it was just, um, it was, again, that was, we were like, mom and dad are together holding hands like they would always want to do. Yeah. Like they would always want to do. Yeah. If you were, you know, when in terms of as a caregiver, having utilized hospice care for both of your parents, what would your words of advice be to people out there who maybe don't understand hospice, who uh, maybe again are more resistant to having that care or understanding? What would you What would you share with them about uh, again your experience or what what your what just kind of your words of advice to them would be? It's funny that you asked that because I have shared hospice experiences and suggested to people that they should. Um, their loved one should go on palliative care. They should go on hospice care with care dimensions. So I have mentioned it numerous, numerous times. And when I mention it to the people, it's because of the support system and the security blanket that you as a caregiver has. I'm not so concerned about the patient. And I used to say this all the time. What about the caregiver? Yeah. The patient, whether they're in their 60s or 80s or 90s, whatever, the patient's being taken care of. What about the caregiver, whether they're at home 24-7 with the person that's sick or at a long-term care facility or whatever, that person is the one that needs the support and the break. Yeah. That to me is so, so important. Yeah, so even having a loved one on, like I said, because we are so focused sometimes and people do focus on the individual, but when somebody is dying, when we're losing a loved one and they're dying, it affects everybody. It affects all of the loved ones and that whole support system. So there, that's, again, what I love about hospice is it focuses not on that, just on that individual, but the whole support system. Uh, and I always say family is is anybody that loves and supports you. It doesn't necessarily mean blood relation. So that whole system needs to be tended to through this. So it's, uh, you know, I, I really agree. Sometimes we don't, uh, and, and there has to be more focus on caregiving in general. Because the reality, Francine, in life is as our loved ones live longer, right? And because of advances in medicine, technology, all of that, the likelihood of us being a caregiver in our life is very high that everybody at some point will be put in that caregiving role. So I am so very grateful that you're sharing this caregiving experience with people. No, it, it's literally, it's my pleasure because it's just, it, it's just a way to give back and to help other people and to realize it's not negative being on hospice. It can be a wonderful supportive experience. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I know we're going to wrap up in a second, but if there's anything else that you want to share before we do that, I want you to I invite you to do that. And again, I just uh, can't thank you enough for, for your generosity and your time and being here today with us. 
Mary, it, it literally is my pleasure. And I cannot thank Care Dimensions enough for all that you have done, for all that you have done. And would recommend highly how important it is, if need be, to go on hospice and palliative care. It's so important with Care Dimensions. Thank you so much, Francine. So, and, and I want to thank everybody for, for tuning in today. And I'll tell you, this is a very special program on caregiving. And I, I hope that you all get so much out of this. And again, uh, you know, just thrilled to have Francine Temkin on this program. So I uh, look forward to you all tuning into the next program. Thanks for listening to Living Forever, Not an Option with Lynn Skarmis and Mary Crow. To learn more about Care Dimensions, please visit our website at www.caredimensions.org or check out our podcast website at www.caredimensions.org backslash podcast. We would love to hear from you with questions or comments. Please feel free to email us at podcast at caredimensions.org And of course, you can always call our office at any time. The number is 888-283-1722.